thank you so much for coming in today. And uh, we wanted to also thank you and kind of get your permission again about the fact that you're being filmed. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think they've, they've gotten your permission, but you should know that obviously your anonymity will be preserved. Um, you know, you're, you won't be shown in that video. Your name won't be revealed in the, in the video. Um, so just to make sure that, that you're comfortable with that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really wonderful to actually sort of have the chance to meet you. I think you guys were going to jump in because we're trying to catch up. So I think that tomorrow you'll be pretty busy doing the interviews, but there also is going to be other time during the day. You'll meet with your supervisors and make sure you set a time with your supervisors to do that. I'm coming up with an outline, working on an outline, right, for tomorrow. But a lot of it is just like contingencies and what if he says this and what if he says yeah. that. Well, you all have a different signature and you all have a different way of relating to people. So you have to do what's, what's really true to yourself. It, at the end of the day, it's about being really present and a good listener more than anything. And I would Things really escalated in a few days, a few weeks, you know. It was changing and worsening. And it was the same time that I, I was able to get my, my travel to, to out of the country. And even when I reached here, I was thinking of going back until communication from home was telling me don't. I was now, where am I going? What am I going to do? Everything I see here is just so strange, you know. I would be enjoying my life, myself, my family, my son all the time. Some of those are the moments that I really miss a lot. I was online trying to find out, read. Then I eventually found out that I could regain another life after that, after seeking asylum. I understood that somebody was there could listen to me and understand. I've sort of been thinking a lot about how I'm going to approach these questions, okay. but I want more specificity in terms of the torture. So it's very common for people who are survivors of torture who have PTSD to uh, not remember these details or remember them differently every time they talk to you. So it is important for me to, to go ahead and say, yeah. can you tell, explain yeah. to me, can you, you say they hit you, where did they hit you? Yeah. This is going to be really hard, I think. So the officer will need to know that information because they want to make sure you're credible and you know you really experience that, okay. but hopefully that will be sufficient with the, the psych report and the medical report that you Even right now, I'm. I don't like what I'm going through. I'm, I've been a provider for people. Now I'm like, I have to depend on somebody to, to look after me. I feel like I'm under somebody's feet. Anything can happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. His story is in line with the way in which like they detain and like arrest and like torture people. Mm -hmm. We're making a broad connection by saying, look, clearly, these are governmental like operatives, mm -hmm. ongoing torture. Right. It was um, pretty clear to us that this was going to be a relatively straightforward case. Um, we have a very strong claim for asylum. We definitely like tell him your story is truthful. We believe you, but we never know what the asylum officer is going to say. The other thing is that he has a young son. Once his asylum application is granted, then we focus on bringing his son here. But this interim period is so is filled with so much uncertainty. Being a single father is not easy. And then again, you have abandoned. So I, I feel I've not fulfilled my part. I've abandoned my son. If I am granted, he is granted too. And then we start our life again. And we, we fight as men and, <laughs> you know. Good morning. 
saying how did you feel when yeah exactly that. exactly that makes sense to me yeah and she's so emotional uh, hearing my voice and hearing her voice is Yeah, you can feel the concern in her voice, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, well, I think um, her email itself provides a lot of context and information for us. Let us know if you need a minute. When she can't explain something, she breaks down. Yeah, I know. And then she says, I don't want to talk. Right. It's really dangerous for the client to communicate with um, family back home or friends back home. But there was one person in particular um, who witnessed pieces of what we write about in the declaration. We really needed, if possible, to get a corroborating declaration from her. Um, she's agreed to write it. Finally, I got a date to, to do an interview. My team has been a very great team and they have prepared me. Um, I'm kind of strong. I'm looking forward to it and sharing it with that person. I want to keep progressing and achieving more. I want to keep into a different, I want to be more productive. I want to, I want me, I want, the, the inside me is not here. There's a body, yes, everybody can see this, but there's no me. I don't need to come out and tell somebody that this is what I've gone through. And I don't want it to keep following me up as a story. I want it to end somewhere. We got colored pictures from Dr. that you took on Monday. Okay. I want to prepare you for the interview. And then at 11, um, we'll go to Chris Jackson's office, who's another attorney here, and she will pretend to be an asylum officer. From being an orphan who had no hope, I used myself, my talent, and somehow I came out standing, strong. It's all gonna go fine. There is always me looking at this very far away from me, and then I, I think uh, I want to get that. Okay, Officer Jackson. Okay, now this is it. So here you are. This is what you've been waiting for. It is come. And I need you to raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Yes. All right, you can have a seat. What do you actually think about the current government? In what sense? Whatever sense you think is important. There's a lot of abuse in the government, and you not know until you're a victim. I was detained, tortured, those situations have really got stuck into my mind and they scare me a lot. What was the worst injury that you had? Bodily cuts, different bodily cuts on my body and then head injuries. My, I was kicked so much into the head and the, the, the jaws. They could ask me a question, another one punches me as I'm trying to answer, another one kicks me when I was tied down. I could lie down, I, I was stepped in. Tell me what you were like before all these things happened to you. The bad memories have covered all the, the beauty of what I had as a person and the beauty of what I, other people were getting out of me. He's all dead. I, I don't have that anymore. How old were you when your parents died? I was 
about 13 years old. And who, who raised you after that? I've let out a lot of, of what's out of me and I feel well ready. After the prep um, last week, he was smiling a little bit more. I think there was a more hope in there. It's his time to tell the story and, mm. and do this. The biggest load is off me now, like, I don't know, <laughs> I thank God it is done now, yeah. And I could tell that our prep, um, you know, the mock interview that Chris had, oh man, I mean, I think that really prepared him because, um, you know, this was sort of a, a breeze by comparison. <laughs> I did choked up at one point, I was like, don't cry, don't cry. <sighs> All three of us were sort of, because um, I think when she asked him um, what were the actual, what were the actual effects, that really I think that got to all three of us. He talked about the worst being the mental, mental health issues. I, I think it was just about credibility. It comes down to, is it would you say the truth? And I think that's what she wanted to get from you. I'm just too nervous. I have had sleepless nights for two weeks now. A lot of things are running into my head, so maybe after this I'll have a good sleep. Wake up and say, start another plan. I just let it be the way it is, and right now, until I come out. Yeah. Have a good day, folks. <laughs> oh, did you email right, Kaka? Yeah. We got it. So did you email Kaka, Hamad? <laughs> Thank you so much for all you've been doing for me. Uh, my asylum has been granted. And I'm so happy and I'm so grateful to what you've been doing. May the Lord bless the works of your hands and Hopefully you call me back when you get some time. I'm trying to get to you, but I I can't go get you. I'm not. I'm nervous even now. I can't speak properly. But I got it. I got it. I got this. Yeah.